Welcome, guys, to the Cup of Nurses podcast with your hosts, Matt Slarchik and Peter Fendero. Guys, thank you for tuning in. Those that are new, welcome. This is a podcast where we tackle hot nursing topics and current health news, one conversation at a time. Guys, if you guys like the podcast, smash the five stars. That's the way we grow. It ranks us in the algorithm. We appear more in searches, and it motivates us to produce way more high-quality content. How are you doing today, PD? I'm doing great, man. The weather's nice. You sure. know, it's actually it's actually it's actually mid 30s. It was a little bit warmer yesterday. But today, guys, we have a special guest on. Her name is Kristen Salisbury. She's a senior certified pharmacy technician turned nurse. You can find her at at Future Nurse Kristen. That's her Instagram page. And join her on her journey as she transitions out of nursing school into her nursing career and through CRNA school. Kristen also has a shop for you to check out. It's at Nurse Love Shop. It's spelled N U R S E. L-U-V-S-H-O-P-P-E, where she donates a percentage of her proceeds to the Children's or Phoenix Children's Hospital, and she has raised over $800. So guys, help her hit some more of those zeros. Thank you, Kristen. How are you doing? Thank you for coming on. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me. This is exciting. <laughs> awesome. So can you give us a little bit of bio, a little bit about yourself, other than what we intro- introduce you to, and then we'll kind of go off from there. Okay, well, my name is Kristen, and I am off of the Future Nurse Kristen page um, on Instagram. I have been a pharmacy technician for almost 15 years now. Um, I love pharmacy, but I really wanted to go into the nursing world and um, be able to do a lot more for people. I'm a selfless person, everyone knows, um, to help everyone and to really keening on, on my critical thinking skills and do, just doing more for my community too. So, um, I, yeah, so I'm a nursing student, have been a nursing student now since 2018. I graduate in May of this year. So Ooh. I'm super excited that this journey is almost coming to an end of this chapter. And then I'm looking to moving on to CNA school in the future. So you'll be still following me along on my journey as I make my way towards that. So yeah, that sounds awesome. Thank you for joining the nursing world. Do you know what you're going to use to study for the NCLEX? Um, for NCLEX. So for studying, I have been using UWorld a lot. That's one thing I've been, um, that I find that is really helpful. The rationales with those are amazing that they go through everything and, um, and they're kind of hard questions too. So it really kind of gets you critically thinking a lot more than some other questions that I've come across. But I use that. I use nursing.com a lot for a lot of my supplemental learning. And they now have just come out with a new comprehensive review book that I've been using. So I've been using those and then just some other miscellaneous NCLEX books. I've been practicing questions out for um, every day, a few questions. So like 50 questions. Mm. So I just continuously keep reviewing uh, for when I go to take that. And sometime in June is when I'm expected to take it. So I'm excited. Yeah, that, that's cool. Matt and myself, we also use, use UWorld. Me and Matt strictly only, only use UWorld just because I feel like nursing school teaches you like more of the content. And yes. now since you went through the, the four years or whatever, I think you should just do your world and just keep doing the question bank over and over again, just so you kind of know what kind of questions to expect. And then it provides yes. rationale. So even if you get it wrong or even if you get it right by mistake, yeah, right. you know, you kind of know why you got it right. Or oh yeah, wrong. absolutely. Even if they're right, I go through the rationales and just kind of think, okay, cause maybe how, why I picked it isn't really truly the reason, but you know, it kind of gives you a little more understanding. So for sure, I yeah. highly recommend reading through them thoroughly regardless. So yeah, it's super helpful. I love it. Maybe, yeah, maybe, 
Go ahead. Maybe sometime in May where when our, me and Peter finally get our ass together and create that NCLEX guide when we're working on it, we'll give you a free copy to let us know what you guys, what you think about yeah. it as, a, as a resource. Yeah, that would be awesome. I would love it. <laughs> yeah. I remember back in my, my CNA days where I would take a patient to the bathroom and while they're in the bathroom, I would be on my phone doing the uh, old questions off my phone. Like I used to always say oh. like 50, 50 questions during, during work. And then at home, I used to do like a hundred each day. You know, it's funny you say that because even when going grocery shopping, I'll have my phone and I'll do practice questions when I'm standing in the line at the store. And people are like, really, Kristen? Like when you go shopping, I'm like, I do. Because yeah. in a busy schedule, I mean, you kind of have to find ways to study. And that's my way of kind of doing in between stuff. So, yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah. So currently, you're a, so you're a pharmacy technician currently, right, Kristen? Yes, I am. Yeah. Cool. Is there like one significant event that made you jump from pharmacy technician to nursing school? So I have been in pharmacy for so long and I initially thought that that was like the road that I was going to go down is to be a pharmacist. Um, but over time and working in pharmacy, it just, I didn't have that want of wanting to go and be a pharmacist anymore. And more and more in the background, I just kept thinking about nursing and wanting to go into nursing and just knowing that there is an abundance of different opportunities in nursing and just different avenues you can go into nursing. Um, yeah, I just, it just more and more, I just wanted to go into the field of nursing. So it was a matter of then just taking the steps to go and to be able to do more than I could in pharmacy. I felt like in nursing, I'm having to critically think more. I have, there's a lot more skills that you're doing. And then just being able to have a lot more of that one-on-one -on -one contact with patients and helping patients more than just in the pharmacy, just kind of handing them pills and just kind of, you know. Or and even as a pharmacist, I just didn't feel like I was being challenged enough mm -hmm. than what I would like to in nursing. So that's kind of why I switched over. So that's cool. Yeah, definitely a lot of critical thinking in nursing, a lot more than pharmacy. So like yeah. when I think oh, yeah. so, so when I think of pharmacy technician, what comes to mind is just like a pharmacy technician just putting medication in a tube station. So what did you do as a pharmacy technician? Like what does that so, encompass? I've been in different avenues of pharmacy. So for the first five years, I worked at Walgreens in the retail, in which that's pretty much what you do is just kind of filling prescriptions and checking people out and helping them in the store. Um, but I also worked part-time at a compounding pharmacy. So I actually got to actually make a lot of everything. So from your suppositories, your capsules, I think one of the best things I ever made was like lollipops for um, chemo pediatric patients. It took me all day to make, but it was like the funnest thing to make. Um, so I've done the compounding aspect and then I went and worked home. So then that's actually what I still do now is work from home in the pharmacy. And so I do a lot of mail order stuff. So I fill orders that doctors send in and then I do a lot of reporting for the AZ portion here and, um, and still filling orders and stuff. But, um, yeah, so that's pretty much a little bit of everything. I haven't done hospital pharmacy. It's a little different there, but, um, as far as all the meds and stuff, it's, that comes second nature to me when we're in the hospital and people are like, Oh my gosh, like, wait a minute. Like what year's nursing school are you? And I was like, well, I work in pharmacy and they're like, Oh, okay. Well, never mind. Like, no wonder you know what you're talking about. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah it's, it's funny how that works. But yeah, sometimes I have a little beef with, with pharmacy because you know, like our pharmacist, cool guy, he's, he's, he's really smart. You know, he knows his shit and he's always helpful. But so as the technicians, you know, you put that meta quest in and it's been a half an hour. You still didn't get it. And you call them be like, yeah, we're sending it. And it's now it's been an hour and you still haven't got the medication. And then you call them back again. They're like, Hey, did you check out your tube stations? It's like, yeah, I checked out my tube stations. Like I, I need this medication. And sometimes you get a little, a little, 
you know, frustrated because his bed's not coming. I know it's a big hospital, but yeah, like, things tend tend to get kind of misplaced or or, or missent and a little annoying sometimes. But, but yeah, I mean, pharmacy is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for I, sure. I had that same scenario, but instead I checked everything and then the pharmacy technician came up and he's like, Oh, your bag was right here. And I was like, ah, oh, shit, I feel stupid. You know, cause sometimes you're like on their ass about things, but yeah, sometimes you just don't look around, especially being in a new hospital, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, there's been a few times, there's been a few times where they delivered my med. I just couldn't find it. And then uh, they sent it again <laughs> or, or I, I get upset and I kind of start arguing with them and then I find it later. But then me being so stubborn, I still tell them I don't have it. Just they, they, they said, so I don't feel like an idiot. <laughs> I, should, I should probably stop doing that. It's really, it's really rude. I'm a, I'm oh, also, my God. I actually want to backtrack like five minutes when you guys were talking about the NCLEX questions. And I'm wondering, has anything happened to your patient on your watch when you're doing these NCLEX questions in a nursing home, Pete? Uh, no, not really. I mean, no, nothing crazy ever happened. I'm, I'm in, the, in the bathroom with them, but, you know, Obviously, with clean hands on my phone, not um, <laughs> yeah, not, not, not with my gloves on or anything like that. But it was it was more laid back because it was like a long term facility. People come there. It was people for like rehab. They would get like a hip replacement or a knee, and all they would really knew or all I would really do is take them to the bathroom. Like they're capable of doing things themselves. I just legally have to be there with them in the bathroom so, so they don't fall. You know, just because yeah, it's my ass. So, so le- yeah. legally, all you need is one hand on your back, the other one on your phone. No, I wasn't touched. It. I mean, yeah, technically, technically, yeah, yeah. From a legal standpoint, I'm about to call my lawyer. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want you breaking your hip. So go to the next question here. So, Kristen, so do you work? Do you work full time or part time? I do. I work full time, thirty hours a week. So, question to you is because so you work as the the pharmacy tech and you're a nurse yeah. student, and then also you're doing something on the side for yourself. So, can you tell a little about that avenue that you're working on? Is yeah. So I have. Yeah, I have my nursing store. And so with my store, um, I do a lot of just like nursing apparel and cups and decals and everything like that. Um, With the store, I had wanted to do something even before I started nursing school. I had wanted to have some sort of a side hustle that would be enjoyable to do to bring in extra income, but something also fun that I enjoy doing. And then once I started nursing school back in the summer of 2018, I was like, oh, my gosh, how fun would it be? as much as I love nursing to have something on the side that I could do. Um, Cause I like being creative and coming up with different ideas of things. I'll see things and they'll spark an idea of like, Oh, wouldn't that be cool on like this shirt or wouldn't that be cool on, you know, whatever. And so, um, so I started getting ideas and I'm like, I should just do a store, but then it's like, well, when do I do that? Because I'm a full-time nursing student. I'm a full-time worker. I've got all this other stuff going on. Like there's just no good time to do it. And then I was just like, well, there's, really never going to be a good time to do it. So I was like, I'm just going to open it and we're just going to go all in and, and all of that. And so it's been open since September, 2019. And, um, it's been a lot of fun, but I have to say, I have such a busy schedule that it takes a lot of time too. So I can't put that much time as I would like to until school lets up a little bit, but it's a lot of fun to do. I enjoy doing it. Um, still getting many more ideas for 2020 ahead of things that are going to be coming in the store. I'm super excited about. So you guys will have to just touch in later in the 2020 to see what's going to be happening. So that's <laughs> awesome. I have you have you back on again. Yeah. Cause when me and Matt were looking for people to like interview, to bring onto the podcast, we're like, you know, this, this Kristen girl, she's in nursing school. She works full time. She's got her own shop. Like, 
like how do you manage all your time? Do you like have a certain schedule where you devote X amount of hours for like each task, each, each thing, or how do you manage all that? I do. And it's funny you guys say that because that's one of the top questions I get asked all the time is mm. like, I do not know how you are able and capable of having a schedule like that and being able to do it all. And then yet you just seem like you're mm. just, you know, good and smiley and happy and like life's good and like there's never anything horrible. And I'm like, well, no, there's definitely times it's very stressful. But yeah, so as far as keeping myself organized, I, I have to have a schedule. Like I am very much, I look at my schedule for the month and every week of what I have to be at and like, you know, for school classes, um, I have it all in my schedule from whatever times and like my work schedule, which is pretty flexible so that I can kind of move around every day um, to what I need to work. And then um, with the store, like I have my goals of what I want with the store and what I want to launch on certain months. And so I kind of input that a little bit in my calendar. And so once I have all of my busy stuff and like my clinicals, I put on my schedule and like my sim labs and just all that stuff, I put all of that in my calendar. And then I look at the time I have left over and then I'm like, okay, so I have X amount of time on Tuesday. I have X amount of time on this Thursday. I'll have more time to do this on these days. And I kind of fill in of when I can have extra study hours or a life or social life to kind of do something with friends and family. So I definitely have to plan things out because if I don't, I don't get things done or I'll forget about things because there's so much to do, especially in school. So definitely I organize my time like crazy. And then, you know, sometimes it doesn't take me as long to do some things. And then it lets up some more time that I can study or it lets up more time that I can, you know, work on shop things or, or whatever I want it to be like going to the gym. I need to go to the gym. So, um, definitely busy time management's huge. Staying organized is huge. And I tell that even if people didn't have a store or aren't working, like just school, like time management and staying organized in school is huge and able for you to be successful. So yeah, it's definitely a lot on a plate, but I love it. Like I love kind of a busy life and not having a lot of free time, but I also have free time too. And I'm all about the self-care. So yeah, it's, it's a crazy, crazy days, crazy weeks. <laughs> yeah, I, sounds... I, I, Go ahead, Matthew. I, I love, I, I love, I love the self-care. I want to transition to that, but I also want to, I want to get into the micro of your organization. I'm just wondering what okay. do you exactly do. Maybe that someone, someone that's listening, maybe like, oh my God, how the hell does she do this? So do you have specific habits, mantras? Do you do it at night? Do you plan during the day when you wake up? Do you use a calendar, meaning via um, app? Do you use it as a planner? Like, let's get a little bit more into the, the details of your organization. Okay. Well, I use, I do use a calendar that I write everything out on. And I have like my to-do checklist every day that I have things when I get things for the day. I'll have a checklist, mark everything off as I do it. Um, I do use an app calendar. I'm still kind of getting used to it because I'm trying to, when I'm out and about and I don't have my physical calendar with me, I have that too. Um, so I can let you know as far as that goes, but most of everything's on my physical calendar that I have. Um, planning out, I plan everything during the weekends for like the next couple of weeks and kind of readjust my weeks as needed. Um, and then, yeah, so yeah, it's just really in the mornings. Like I don't have a set like tradition that I have every day that I do necessarily. Like I get up, I have my morning coffee and then I'm like, all right, how am I going to tackle this day today? What do I have going on today? Look at my calendar. Okay, great. Like this is what we're going to do. We're going to tackle this day. It's going to be great. <laughs> 
And the reason why I'm asking, because sometimes people say visualization is very important and it solidifies everything and you can't achieve something unless you think it. So what some people do is, and I started doing it, but I'm kind of falling in and out here. You basically write down your day tomorrow, what you want to do, everything Uh you set out to do and you visualize it and then you sleep on it. You wake up, you read that over and then you start your day. So that's like one maybe tip that maybe some. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely a visual learner in general. So like I have to have things written down. I have to be able to see it and mark it off. Um, Yeah, for sure. So that definitely works for me too, is just writing everything down and kind of going back over and reviewing everything. So yeah, if you're looking for like a good calendar app, I recommend uh, Google Calendar because I use Google Chrome for like my web browser. I use, you know, Gmail for like my emails and it's really integrated. Like uh, if you, let's say you schedule something like at a restaurant or like an interview with us and it's in your email, it automatically integrates to your calendar. So it'll your calendar. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, that's what we do. Like, you know, like every time we have an interview, like it automatically pops up on the Google calendar. Like, Hey, you have an interview slot for this and this time. I don't got to manually input it. And I, I basically use Google calendar for, for everything. Google calendar awesome. and my, and my little, like a, like a little notepad that I just keep in my pocket. That's Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I have like a little notepad that I have in my purse too, wherever I go. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's perfect. I'll have to try that one out. And it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty simple. And a little bit before the show. So getting into self-care, do you have a specific routine that you really enjoy? Do you have time blocks that you say, hey, don't hit me up. My phone's on. Do not disturb. Like, how, how do you do that for yourself? Um, I love yoga. So okay. yoga is one of my big things that I do. So that's like about like 15, 20 minutes worth of yoga. So every day. And then I'm really big on like my bubble baths that I have in like the evenings that it's just kind of like my chill time for self-care. Um, but also like going, getting like my nails done or, um, just having time with girlfriends is kind of like my self-care too, spending time with friends and kind of distressing and not worrying about anything school related or work related or anything. Um, but yoga is one of my biggest things that I do. It's like my Zen time of just like, okay, everything's going to slow down for a little bit because, you know, it's always so busy. So, um, yeah, so I will do that every day for 15 minutes and that's typically in the evenings before bed so that I can kind of wind down. Same with the baths. I do that like religiously every day. Um, or it's like my Zen time. So, and I get a lot of messages about, um, people wanting, ways to try to de-stress through nursing school. And I tell everyone, like, it's so important to have that self-care time because school is crazy. Life is crazy. Things happen all the time. Um, it's always going to be there and you just have to find ways to distress yourself. So if it's going to the gym, which is something I keep saying I have to do, um, if it's just, um, so some yoga or it's going for a hike, like in Arizona, like going hiking is amazing. So Um, except in the summer when it's like 120 degrees. Um, but yeah, like just going out and just doing whatever is going to help you de-stress. Maybe it's Netflix in the evening and something or drinking wine or whatever that's going to help distress you. I, I tell everyone like it's necessary to give yourself that time all the time to de-stress. So I'm glad yourself, I'm glad you're self-aware about that because my coping mechanism in nursing school was I worked five days a week. And I went to school five days a week. So what I did is I had a freaking beer in the warm shower. And that was that, <laughs> that's that, awesome. That was my me time. Go. And having a beer in the warm shower mellows you the hell out. And what do you know? In 15 minutes, you're freaking knocking out. That was it. That was my freaking routine. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, for, for each their own. Yeah, Matt and I, we're pretty big proponents on uh, yoga and meditation. 
Yeah. Like for me, for me naturally, I'm I'm an anxious person by nature. Like I when when I wake up, I already have I'm already anxious. Like I gotta do this, I gotta do that, I got so much to do. So I I do yoga every morning as well. As soon as I wake up, I do like 15, 20 minutes. I have like a yoga mat behind me, like a little pillow, just to kind of relax because. As soon as I wake up, it's like anxiety. Like I gotta do so much. I gotta get going now. But technically, yeah. I don't gotta don't gotta get going right now. Like, do we do you wake up sweaty or what? Sometimes, man. Sometimes, like <laughs> if I got a lot, if I got a lot of things planned, my brain's already working. Like, hey, let's go, let's go. But yeah, so like I feel like yoga, meditation definitely goes like a long way. Especially if you do it in the morning, it kind of grounds you. Like, helps you mm-hmm. think think through your day instead of like, hey, I gotta do this task right now and then and then another thing afterwards. It kind of ground you and you're able to look at your whole day from like outside perspective and kind of plan it like hey it's, it's, yeah, it's eight absolutely. o'clock it's eight o'clock let's just relax you know to have some water do some stretches you know because so your back doesn't hurt, hurt later you know and then go to the gym like the gym is also my me time that's like my my solid two to two and a half hours of just just me i try to text anybody i either put on a podcast or just some some you know some rap or some music just to get me going and that's like my me time and that kind of sets the pace for the rest of the day because I got my stretching out, I got my meditation out, and I got like you know my anger or frustration out at the gym. So now I'm, I'm more relaxed. I can just move on with, with my day. Yeah, that is awesome. That is definitely the way to go. <laughs> we t- so we talked a little little about um, like self realization and following your true passion, and you mentioned a little bit that did you say you were more of a people pleaser for, before, and now you're you're taking that within and you're kind of creating more self-love for yourself. Can you like elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah. So, um, before I had even gone into nursing and started taking all my classes for nursing, um, I was married before and before it was used to, my life used to just be about helping everyone else and getting everyone else what they needed and helping whatever they wanted to do or whatever they needed. It was like, I just, did everything for everyone else. And I never really thought about what it was I wanted. Like, what do I need? Like kind of thinking of like, okay, Kristen, like, you know, it's great to be like that for everyone, but there's times where you need to start thinking about what it is that you want to do with your life and, and for yourself and making more time for yourself. Cause it was always about everyone else and not me. And so, um, whenever I did get divorced, then it was like, it was like a reset. It was like a new beginning. It was like, okay, now it's going to be about me. It's going to be kind of being selfish in a way and doing what I needed to do for myself, which was going back to school and finally getting on the road of nursing school. And, and then it was like, I had all these ambitions and everything I wanted to do. So right from that start, I knew I wanted to go to nursing school, get on my classes, graduate nursing school, work for a while, and then transition into going to CRNA school. And so, and it's hard because I'm 34 now, but when I started, I was around 32. And so you get that mantra of just, you know, because you're in your thirties, like you're getting too old to be able to go back to school or, you know, I don't think I could do it at my age. And, um, I used to kind of think that, and now I'm like, absolutely not. Like, if you want to go to nurse school, you can go to nursing school at the age of 34. You can go at 40 or whatever. Like you shouldn't put limits on yourself to do what you want to do. And for me, it was just open a lot of doors and it was about me and it was just about what I wanted for myself and my future life. And it's been like the greatest feeling because now I'm where I want to be and I've never been happier to be where I am right now. And it's just going to get better over the years as I keep, you know, checking off the boxes to everything that I'm doing. And so, yeah, it's been a lot of kind of reflection on myself and making things better for myself and my future self. So it's been great. 
That's beautiful. Yeah, like you've had like a long journey and you're gonna be pro progressing. But like as nurses, I feel like Matt and I are also like people pleasers for the most part. And yeah. once you re realize that, that, hey, life isn't always about everybody else. I got to devote time to me. And people consider that selfish. But but if you think about it, it's not really selfish. Like if you focus your time on yourself as well, it makes you a healthy individual and you, you perform better like, because you're actually, yeah. you're actually devoting time to yourself. And instead of, you know, giving yourself out to everybody else and chipping away at yourself, you actually could kind of re recuperate and kind of rethink what, what you want. So you could kind of figure out what's going to make you happy, I guess. Safe. yeah oh absolutely and yeah and I still love to do stuff for people and you know all of that but it's definitely a lot more of a balance now of like okay that's great and I love doing that and I love make like putting a smile on people's faces and making someone's day or making it better but at the same time I still have to remember like think of myself and it's okay to be selfish and to do what you need to for yourself and you know don't run yourself into the ground give yourself grace at times so yeah, it's definitely been a journey of learning a lot of that kind of stuff because it was definitely difficult for myself to kind of let a lot of that go and to be that selfish on myself, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, I, for I, sure. I, I think of it like um, like a battery, like a phone battery. You have a hundred percent, you wake up fully charged. Maybe some people don't because things are happening. They wake up stressed out. They have depression in the morning. That 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 life force, that energy is already being drained. So when it comes to you guys are talking about like being selfish, you have enough energy to give to other people, but then you have to also realize, Hey, I need that energy within. I need to prioritize myself. And that's what some people don't realize. And they, they go about their whole day, giving all their freaking energy away. And then they're, yeah. they're depleted, they're drained and they feel like shit and they don't know why. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. For sure. And so, go ahead. I'll give you this time, Peter, to talk. Go ahead. <laughs> No, I mean, you, you, you can ask a question because I'm going to want something else in a minute. So okay. Just, well, I was going to completely switch the subject. And I'm actually <laughs> kind of curious to talk about like a little bit of like nurse and entrepreneurship because technically we're all in the same niche, right? When it comes to entrepreneurship. And what do you think about that? What do you have for advice for people? Do you think it's going to, where do we see nursing and entrepreneurship? Um, I think for anyone that wants to do anything on side, it's, it's great if that's, what you want to do if it's something you're passionate about. Um, I see so many people that um, are wanting to do like education and that's amazing. Um, I'm all about it. I'm like the one person, I'm like a one man show <laughs> with everything with my shop. It's a lot of work, um, but it's, it's definitely worth it. It's just, I would just tell people if it's something you want to do, just know it, it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of effort. So make sure it's something that you're really passionate about because it definitely does take a lot of time um, to do on the side, probably from nursing. So um, for sure, if it's something anyone wants to do, I say go for it and don't allow anyone on the side to tell you it's a bad idea or don't do it. It's not going to be good. It's not going to be successful. Like do you and do your thing. And if it's what you want to do, go for it. So for sure. What's the process to open up like your own store? Like you just create a website. Like how, how do you do that? Yeah. Um, yeah. For like a store, it's a lot. So it's a matter of, okay, well, what kind of shop do you want to have? And what do you want to sell? So it's a matter of, you know, getting the ideas of where you're going to get certain items. Um, 
some of the things I do personally, like I make myself here and then some of it I actually order out and then get shipped to me. So it's a matter of ordering stuff and then um, I'll be able to ship stuff. Um, I have to have my own website. That was a whole learning curve in itself because I've never put one like together before. So it was like, okay. So it was like teaching myself everything and how to do it all. Um, the financial aspect of everything and just how much money you want to put into it. Um, and then having like my own checklist and my own financials with everything of kind of where I'm at. Um, it's the social media aspect. It's the marketing aspect. And in this day and age, there's so much of that and it's so competitive. And so there's so much of that time you have to put aside then too, of your advertising and your marketing and in the nursing, like now it's great. Cause I have my whole community of nurses that are so super supportive and helping, um, me with just promotion of, of the shop. And so you have that aspect you have to think about as the social media and your website, um, Facebook, you know, and I wasn't like a huge Facebook person, but I've had to kind of migrate to that just because of the shop. Um, there's, um, the shipping aspect. So then it's just having all your shipping equipment and all your, um, your bags, your boxes, your, I mean, just all of that that goes into it. Um, so there's a lot of little components that go into running a shop. And so hence, you know, it was something I thought about back in 2018 and just kind of had ideas. And it was over a year until I actually was able to implement it because it, of the whole planning process that goes into it. So um, it takes a lot of time to kind of put all that together. But I also had to do a lot of research. It wasn't like I just went to someone and was like, hey, you know, how did you put your, you know, your business together? And is there something I should know? It was literally learning myself and looking things up myself and what I needed to do and able to make it happen. So <laughs> and I'm still learning as, as time goes on. I'm still learning of things that I need to do or should do or continue doing or all of that. Like it's definitely a learning curve. I'm learning a lot from having opened just in September. So yeah. yeah. So that's to be like you need an assistant or of some sort. I, you know, I kind of, I've gotten to the point where because I'm like having to be at school or having to be at clinicals and, you know, I'm trying to be at different places. There are times where I end up having like my family help to where, mm. you know, they're actually helping me package things and ship them for me. Cause I'm like, Oh my God. I can't get home in time and able to get to the post office to get some of the stuff done. So they've actually helped. And I'm like, I'll get you coffee. I'll buy you dinner or whatever. Like if you can help me, it'd be great. Yeah. But yeah, so I have had to do that a few times, but most of the time I try to do as much as I can in between times, but which makes your schedule a little busy. And so like when we talked about organization and your schedule, I do leave a little bit of time on days that I know are a little busier than others just for that. Because as we know, things happen and life happens. And sometimes you have to change your schedule around and able to accommodate for certain things. And so, yeah, for sure. <laughs> do you sleep or how many hours do you sleep if you do? Yeah. People ask me that a lot too. Um, I sleep maybe five, six hours and pretty, you know, I want eight, but some days it's harder to get a really good night's sleep, but I'm a pretty light sleeper in general. Like I don't, I'm not one that just sleeps for hours at a time. Like I will sleep for maybe two toss and turn and then, you know, and then I'm just kind of up, but then my mind's like going all the time of, okay, tomorrow I'm going to do blah, 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 blah. And you know, the next day I'm going to do blah, blah, blah. So I think it's part of the problem too, but yeah, I don't get as much sleep as I would like during the week. Yeah. That goes for me as well. I try to get like 
I get like five hours. But the thing is, like, sometimes I try to get like the six or even like the five and I go to bed and I wake up like three to four hours in, into my sleep. And then like my side racing and I'm like, damn it, it's four o'clock in the morning. Like I don't got to be up to like, like six or seven and I'm struggling to fall asleep. And then I give myself yeah. half an hour. If I don't fall asleep in half an hour, like screw it. I'm not going to fall back to sleep. I'm just going to get up now. I'll take a nap later on. Oh, I'm that same way too. If I'm up at three, three thirty in the morning and I'm pretty much by then I'm like kind of wide awake. I'm just like, I'm just going to get up and just get my coffee and get my day going and just start some school stuff or whatever. Yeah. I'm the same way. Cause once you're like that, there's no going back to sleep and getting the sleep that you really want. You're like, eh. <laughs> so send me so, your guys's um, birthdays. I'm gonna send you guys out some CBD oil or something to kill <laughs> the f out, man. <laughs> um, some melatonin. Some melatonin. Are you a hard sleeper, Matt? Do you sleep well? Uh, great question. So today I had to catch up. So I was behind. I had. Because I have the whoop end, I, my sleep debt was nine hours. So I slept over eight hours today. And I w- I'm waking up and I feel oh amazing. I, w- I felt like a million bucks today, guys. Oh, my gosh. So I won't as a light sleeper, I'll sleep through a lot of things. I usually put on white noise or some kind of music in the background because where I'm living at right now, these neighbors are freaking loud. Everything is like it's just like seeking through. Sometimes me and Peter laugh when we're talking and he hears the footsteps, right? It's like, dude, what are these people <laughs> doing upstairs, man? It's like it's, yeah, it's a construction party. It's like a construction <laughs> And it's um, it's winter here, so people are remodeling homes and stuff, preparing for summer because they oh, rent out yeah. the beach homes. So yeah. it's just a lot of shit going on here. So I sometimes I put on these headphones and I go to sleep with them. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, I I have to have like some noise too. So I have like a fan in my bedroom that has noise to it, as it you know. So I have yeah, it can't be totally silent in the room, otherwise I I can't sleep like that either. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like noise too, but I'm like, sometimes I'm 50 50. Sometimes I just want complete silence, but majority of the times I put on like my Alexa plays like a podcast until I fall asleep or like a YouTube video of some sort. But there's some times where I just, I just want complete silence. And then sometimes I don't want complete silence because then I just start thinking about stuff. Thinking. And then, yeah. And then it's like, <laughs> and you get lost in your head and you can't fall asleep because you're thinking, you're thinking, so I'd rather just have like that noise on a podcast so I can just focus on this, 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 this one album instead of like having like 30 voices in my head. Maybe I'm scared oh, yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, oh it's gosh, it's interesting. How, it's interesting how your mind does that, and like, it's a habit that you build, right? And in your mind, your brain wakes up with that habit, just like you're saying you wake up with a racing head. Like it's crazy how that works, and that's one yes. thing why. One thing I like jujitsu is when I get out of freaking class, holy shit, guys! I'm so zen. I am so focused. Like it's it's an interesting concept, and I wonder, do you get that with yoga when you get out of yoga class or like the gym for your me time? Oh, you said you have to go to the gym. So let's just, let's just stick with yoga. Yo- yeah. Yoga. I do after yoga, I feel very refreshed and ready to just Zen for like the rest of the evening. Cause I do mine in the evenings. I don't do mine in the mornings. Mornings are more of like my organization for the day to, to tackle my day. Um, with my coffee, of course, I'm like all about my coffee in the mornings. <laughs> so, but yeah, my yoga for sure. After when I do that in the evenings, it definitely puts me in a Zen of being relaxed and I'm not stressing about anything else. And I'm like ready to just distress, chill and be ready to like go to bed and hopefully be able to sleep longer than five hours, but just depends. (laughs) Some nights are better than others. (laughs) That is, I went to, I did a a sensory deprivation tank uh, recently. I'm not sure if you've heard of them before, but yeah, you're basically, you're basically in a a tank 
uh, fill with a little bit of water and uh, there's a bunch of salt added. So you're very buoyant and you just, you just lay there. Like you can move and you don't sink. And I did that in complete darkness and, and silence. And that kind of made me realize about all the thoughts that run through my head at the same time, because there's nothing there. There's no, like your eyes are open, but so dark where it's almost like they feel like they're closed because it's the same thing. If you close your eyes, open your eyes, it's just complete darkness. And that's yeah. what I realized. I'm, I'm like, my mind really fucking runs. Like I'm thinking about 18 different things, like, like why? And it took me like a, like a good half hour to like finally close out those thoughts and maybe have one voice in my head. Cause I did it for an hour. So the first half hour was just like me trying to like shut up in my head. And then the second half hour was kind of me being relaxed. And I got like a giant burst of energy. Like I even called Matt afterwards. I'm like, Dan, this, this, feels, this feels great. Like this is like a one hour of devoted, like just devoted, just, just to me and my head. And I, I don't that really do that awesome. for that long. So oh I recommend that. Yeah, I'm going to have to try that now. That sounds yeah. awesome. It's really cool. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of scary because like at first I'm like, I'm going to be in a giant chamber with no lights, no sound. Am I going to like freak out? Am I going to like start going crazy? Like, because there's so much uh, stimulus like around us where people uh -huh. don't know how to live like in silence or with just one outlet. Like I used to go to my friend's house where she's got like a, like siblings and they would be playing like a video game while watching a video on, on YouTube all at the same time. Like how do you like do <laughs> three or four, four things at the same time? Like how, how does that work? And yeah. like, that's kind of how we are in society. And if they throw you in deprivation tank, there's nothing there. There's nothing. It's just like, holy mm -hmm. shit. Mm -hmm. And as a yeah. nursing student, I wonder if you're already starting to realize how anxious these patients are in the hospital because you'll start making a correlation. Everybody comes in for depression, anxiety, and they have all these mental health issues that are making their hospital visits so much worse. And mm -hmm. we have to we have to somehow try to cope with their anxiety. And sometimes I feel like that anxiety that they have, that energy is given to us. And it makes yeah. us anxious as a nurse. It makes our job a little bit more stressful. And it's like, Imagine it. My grandma's very, very spiritual. She kind of talks about Matt, like come home and take your hands, go like this and like get all this energy away from, you, you know, that's the way she sees, see, see, she sees it. And, um, it, it's crazy how like that energy rubs off, you know? So do you already see it in clinicals where these people are so anxious in the hospital? I, a couple patients. Yes. But I feel like even more so with their families that are there, like they're even more like all over the place. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, no, there, there was one patient in particular that was definitely that way. And I just remember my nurse just being like, you could just tell it was affecting her to where she was even more anxious about what they were feeling and what they wanted and everything else. So I can totally see how yeah. that would be just in general with, anywhere that you go, that that's going to be something you're going to run into is very anxious patients that will make you more anxious. <laughs> yeah. What about like nursing school? Like I'm sure the anxiety is through the roof. Cause I remember. Oh how it my used God. Yes. Oh, you feel it at nursing school. You're in the room and you can feel how anxious everybody is just in general with anything we're learning or like after a big exam, like you can just feel that tension in there too. Um, yeah, it, it definitely. There's that sense of anxiety all the time with nursing school, nursing students, just because, you know, it's stressful in nursing school. You have so much to learn and just a little bit of a time because we're part of like an accelerated program. So we have like 20 chapters and like one exam and it's like, you got to know everything. And so it's very stressful. And, you know, we only have like four exams and that's what your grades depended on. And so if it's not a 76 or above, then you fail and then you have to retake that entire semester. So 
that amount of stress of like, I cannot fail and I need to pass and move on. I mean, it's on everyone. <laughs> so it's stressful for sure. It's what's, super chaotic and, and stressful. Yeah. What's your favorite part of like the, the nursing program? Like when it comes to clinical that you're like leaning towards that you like that you might want to do in the uh, future when it comes to the profession. Oh my gosh. So I'm in my last block now and I know like I want to do critical care, but I haven't started my critical care rotations yet. I'm to be starting that this next week. Um, however, they've been canceled just with all of the stuff that's been going on right now. Um, but that's where I want to go. But my favorite so far in clinicals that I've enjoyed, um, I have to say OB was one of them. Um, that was a great experience. I was able to deliver four babies on one shift and it was fun. And I got to learn a lot and ask so many questions, but it was a great experience. I loved it. And then my other great experience was actually last block in med surge when it was my first code blue experience. So then I got to be part of that team and just to kind of see how all of that worked and then be able to do compressions on the patient and, and they made it and it was like a great thing. And, you know, so, um, I loved that aspect and I was like, oh my gosh, like I could totally, I could totally do this. And, you know, I could see myself doing this and, so um, those are the two things that I think of the most when I think of clinicals, those experiences. So MedSurge and OB so far, but critical care, I'm hoping I'm going to get to experience here. Hopefully we'll see, but that's where I want to go. So hopefully. <laughs> during, during my clinicals, I felt like OB nurses and labor delivery nurses are probably the happiest nurses I've ever probably seen. Like they're, they're mm -hmm. all so happy, so wonderful because they're just, you know, even though, you know, you get like those stillbirths or kids that aren't necessarily doing well majority of their time is still with like, you know, happy moments, you know, you bring another life yeah. to, this, to this world. And yeah. So you seem like you would be really, really good for like labor and delivery and like obstetrics just because of like yeah. stuff and how happy. Oh, it was great. And like the families, I mean, they're all like, Oh my gosh, come and get pictures with us. And Oh yeah, this is great. You know? And it was like, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, it was, it was a great experience. I absolutely loved it. The nurses were great. The teamwork there was great. Like just the whole experience was great. Like I, learned a lot. I asked a lot. I did a lot. Um, I was able to do a lot of skills. So it was a great experience. So I definitely enjoyed that. And med surge um, was great. I got a lot of good experiences there. And I had two patients that ended up becoming a lot critical, a lot more critical that ended up having um, to one of them ended up having to go to ICU and another one um, had to go to surgery so that I got to see kind of how, when things can go bad and how quickly that can happen and then everything we had to do to prepare them for that. So I definitely have gotten a lot of experience and a lot of my cohort feels like, Kristen, you're like the one that's in these rotations. It gets like the crazy stuff that happened. Like, why wasn't I there? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like, so it's, yeah, it's like those experiences have been great. I've learned a lot and I, I'm just looking forward to learning a lot more and I know when I'm out of school, I will learn like exponentially when I'm like actually working than when you're in school. Because obviously, as you guys know, like school only teaches you so much, but it's these clinicals that it, you learn a lot. And then obviously on the job that you're just going to like explode with as much as you learn on the job. So it'll be great. I'm excited for whenever I graduate and I can actually be working. <laughs> yeah, yeah a, lot, a lot of nurses also ask like, because I met a few nurses that want to do like ICU, but they're kind of on the fence. They, they usually ask if it's like, should I do med search first to get like a, like a good foundation? And like my advice to that, if you want to do ICU, just go straight straight to ICU. If, if you're going to do ICU, just do it, but try to go in ICU that's not really specialized. Do like a broad ICU, like a medical ICU. Don't kind of yeah. try to step away from anything specialized because like 
I work in a specialized ICU and like I'm, I have very strong cardiac skills, but everything else is, is complete shit. Like, you know, ask me a question about like the, the bowels or like, or any kind of like, I don't know, ischemic issues that, or neuro. Like I, I, I don't, I don't know anything about neuro. Like my neuro is complete garbage. So when I have a neuro patient come with, with like cardiac issues, I don't know what's going. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. So if <laughs> like for all nurses out there, like listening, if you want to do I, ICU, if you want to do ICU, do ICU, but do something more more broad, so you kind of get a, a feel for like these these different tasks, different disease processes compared to going specialized like cardiac ICU or, or heart failure. Because I I definitely lost a lot of my skills, but I do have strong cardiac skills. Yeah, cart. The CVICU is where I want to be eventually. So I'm like, oh, I want to be in the cardiac unit for sure. That's like where I want to be. But yeah, like you said, like I get a lot of back and forth with everyone when they say, no, you absolutely need to work med surge. Like no new grad should be in the in the ICU period. Like, and I'm just like, okay. Then I hear from everyone else. That's like, no, if that's really where you want to go, like, yeah, go and like work in the ICU. They work. Yeah, it's actually almost kind of better in some aspects for new grads to work in the ICU because then they're training you and how they want you to, to be as an ICU nurse versus, you know, med surge that's completely different from the ICU. So they're just like, yeah, so go for it. ICU, do it. Like, it's great. And I'm like, okay. Like, so yeah, it's, it's great to kind of hear that now you feel like you could do ICU just right out of school as a new grad. So it's good to know. Yeah. There, there's a lot of stigma and like, I actually, I'm talking to somebody and communicating and they're basically saying they're doing a, a pick you uh, rotation okay. and it, it's messed up how any little thing she messes up the, the manager or the things get escalated to the manager. So it sucks how sometimes you have to be careful with your unit, for example, talk to the manager and, you know, get a feel for it because some nurses do eat their young and that's so, yeah. fu- that's so fucked up. That's happening. That shouldn't be like that. Like, I don't know why maybe it's a female thing. There's that whole queen bee syndrome, but it's like, you shouldn't provide that environment for a new grad because you're going to feel disempowered to do and, you know, perform at your best. Absolutely. I agree. <laughs> yeah. It's like hit or miss because sometimes you need that nurse that's going to like have you, have you fucking, you know, sorry for my language, just have you drown. Like sometimes you need the experience of, of you drowning and not knowing yeah. what to do, you know? So it's, it's like hit or miss, but yeah, like Matt said, like there's a lot of usage, a lot of nurses eat their young, especially ICU because we already have these expectations of ourselves and, our coworkers that we feel like you should already know certain things, but it, but like, you know, deep down inside, you know, you're not going to know it because you just got out of school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I'm not going to lie. So there was a nurse in my previous job. Um, Kristen, do you know what a, f- a flexi seal is like the, to put in a rectal tube? No. Okay. So anyways, so basically you have a rectal tube and it's completely deflated and you basically have a syringe after you stick it into the anus and you fill it up with like water and it turns into a donut. So uh, oh, you, can't, okay. you can't tug it out of the, the butt. I, I'm trying to talk PG-13 here. It's so funny. So anyways, <laughs> there was there was this nurse with experience. She was a regional and she inflated the balloon and tried to shove it in the butt. And, oh, yeah, poor oh. guy. Yeah, poor guy. And, and I come in there. I'm just like, well, you got to do this. So I'm not saying she was a new grad. She was already experienced. But yeah, like sometimes you need that nurse that just like tells you like, you know, puts you on a spot so you could just learn. Um, but that was just a funny story that I thought about when you guys were sharing that. Like, yeah, man, she tried to st- st- stick a donut <laughs> up with a fully inflated um thing. Oh man! Yeah. Or I, ha- I tried. Or I- like, what? go ahead. Sorry. I had another nurse, and um, I don't want to put females on the spot here. So she was putting a condom catheter on, and she did not put the condom catheter on. 
So oh. she, and she's like, Matt, can you help me clean up the patient? Because there's urine everywhere. I'm like, okay, I'll go help. And we clean up the patient and she's putting the condom catheter back on. But instead of like putting it on the tip and like unrolling it, she like stretched it out. <laughs> oh try, my god! And, and try to stick it oh, in there. No. And, and you know, she's an older girl. And I'm like, I don't want to like be like, wow, you guess she never put a condom on. She never did protection. <laughs> but um, she was she wasn't putting it on properly. So I explained it to her. Okay, and she kind of felt embarrassed asking for help. So I was and I was like the favorite one on the unit. So I just told her I I taught her how to put a condom catheter on. And it's funny. Um, I don't know. What oh the my gosh! Just sharing some funny shit. Yeah, it's cool because yeah, I guess nurse just go ahead. Or no, I was just gonna say no. Like even as like a student, I like when people tell me like, okay, like if you're not doing something right, I like that criticism of like, okay, like don't do it that way or that was wrong. You should have done this and been like, okay, like I'm not gonna take any offense to any of it because for me, it's learning and I want to know the right way, the wrong way. So if anyone comes at me, I'm just going to be like, okay, well, you know, it's just going to make me better, you know, whether if I did something wrong or not, like, I just want to make sure that, you know, if I made a mistake, I'm known of it. And then I can learn from that. And then I don't make that same mistake going forward is the most important thing. So for sure, I, I'm all about telling me everything and I'm, I'm just want to soak up as much as I can so I can give the best care that I can down the road. So. And nursing is a field where you consistently learn, like. People come up with similar disease yeah. processes, but like the treatment of care is, is always usually different. And like, you're never gonna, I guess you could say, you're never gonna see the same thing twice, I guess, I guess you could say it, but it's, oh, it's always learning. Like, you know, people come from different backgrounds and different education levels, like Matt's nursing in California, I'm sure West Coast nursing is different than Midwest nursing. And it's just a cool experience. And like when I orientate nurses, I try to put them on the spot. I usually try to like talk to them afterwards because I know I, I was put on a spot before when I was orientating and I was like, fuck it. Like, I was not like sad, but I, I was so discouraged. I was like, fuck, I don't want to take any kind of in initiation anymore because I don't know if I'm doing it right or wrong. But, yeah. but that kind of goes away as you become like a more of a seasoned nurse. But it's just cool, like the stuff stuff you see and just the fact yeah. that I come in for like SIADH, but the treatment might be completely different than, than somebody somebody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's so true. mistakes. And like mistakes happen all the time. Like I make mistakes, you know, I still make mistakes. I've been doing nursing for over three years and in, in the, the same unit, I still, you know, fuck up sometimes and, and it happens and you can't be discouraged as a nurse because, you know, that's just, just how life works. A lot of, a lot of it, yeah. you know, doesn't get reported because of course there's some like gray areas of, of nursing, but you know, you're gonna make little mistakes. It's not going to cause any kind of patient harm. It's just like, like little things that you might forget to do, or you might have like an intro or a central line that was hooked up to like Levo and you might flush it with it with saline. And guess what? You just bowl your patient with Levo. So now oh. like, blood pressure is like, 170s over over like all hundreds you're just kind of freaking out peter sweat like yeah and like the thing with that is you gotta be honest because you might have like residents on the floor and they might rush into the room like hey what happened you can't just say hey i don't know because then they're like well yeah if you don't know let's try and figure this out and it might take longer instead of you just saying hey yeah right what was the patient with levo by accident okay then it's like okay then we'll just wait it out instead of you having to draw labs you know trying to do all these, these things at one time yeah yeah it's like humility so let's let's wrap this up a little bit and let's talk with um, like nursing school. What kind of advice you would have tips for like new grads, um, not even new grads, but for nursing students specifically when they're struggling in school. I feel like we brought you on as a nursing student and we didn't address any of those questions. So let's let's wrap it up. For yeah. You. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So I get asked all the time, too, because um, there's a lot of nursing students that need help with a 
just in ways of studying and ways of learning material and ways of um, coping with the stress of nursing school, um, keeping organized. A lot of it from a lot of people that I've heard is just the, is trying to get um, organized and time management. And I know we had talked about that earlier. So it's a matter of trying to show them of ways to organize and um, and know their time management and how to kind of go about their day with their school schedules. Um, but for nursing students in general, I tell every single person that messages me is that um, you got to make sure that you're staying on top of the material all the time, because if you aren't, I mean, you're just going to just be completely overwhelmed with all the information that comes. I study probably about two, three hours every single day, at least as a minimum, and then weekends are longer. You got to put the time in. I mean, that's the thing. You have to be able to say no to everyone that wants to do stuff with you in nursing school because you aren't, you know, free anymore. You have to study if you want to do well in nursing school. You got to put the time in. You got to study. You got to write out your notes. You got to, you know, maybe study with the group. Like group help actually has helped me a lot too. There's like a group of people that we kind of bounce everything off of. And I review things over and over and over again to where I could then go and explain everything to people um, and if I can do that and I can thoroughly explain a certain disease process to someone and how I'm going to, you know, and see it and what I'm going to do for it, how I'm going to treat it and evaluate it, then I know I know the material. But if I can't do that, I'm like, okay, well, then clearly I need to review over this. So I have people, you know, making sure they're reviewing over information all the time as much as they can to put the time in and then um, organize their time. So make sure anything family life related, um, your clinicals, your SIMS is all in your calendar so that you can work around your schedule to be able to have that time to be able to study as much as you can, because it's a lot of time to be able to do well. And I've done really well in nursing school. And I have to say a lot of it's just because I keep organized and my time management and I, um, and I study all the time and I, and I'm reviewing all the time. So, and NCLEX questions, that's the other big thing. I tell people keep practicing NCLEX questions because a lot of people don't know it's completely different from any traditional tests that you guys take. Um, it's just priority questions and you have to know how to read it to then really know what you're answering and so it's trying to, you know, show how you read those to do well on those. And so for nursing students, um, it's definitely a lot of information. It's definitely a lot of time. Um, it's, it's worth it. And you just have to stick. There's so many people that just say, I just want to quit. It's too much. And it's like, just, you can do it. Like I've been in those situations many times where I'm like, oh my God, this is so hard. I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm so overwhelmed, so much information. You just kind of take a step back and be like, okay, like I got this, like I can do this. You know, it's a lot of information, but it's going to be so worth it in the end. And you just got to stick with it, stick with the course. It's worth it. You guys can do it. I'm all about motivation and empowerment and staying positive no matter what. So if something bad happens, I'm just like, okay, you know, it's not the worst case scenario. I can work through this. It's going to be fine. And just take like a positive outlook on it. So if I didn't do as well as I would have wanted, it's like, okay, you know, I'm going to just let that behind and I'm going to work towards the next one. I'm going to do really well and, and it'll be great. But it's all about being positive. Like I don't like being around anyone or anything that is full of negativity and it's just like a Debbie Downer all the time. So I'm just always about being positive and working hard and 
staying motivated and dedicated and that, you know, you're going to get through it. You just gotta, you gotta work through it. So. Yeah. Thank you, Kristen, so much for, for being here. You want to just share your Instagram and your, uh, your shop for us? Yeah. So my Instagram is future nurse Kristen and that's K R I S T E N. And then my shop page is nurse love shop. So it's N U R S E L U V S H O P P E on Instagram. So check it out. That's amazing guys. And remember she donates all her proceeds to Phoenix children's hospital. Is that correct? Yes. Phoenix children's hospital. So yes, every month, um, there are certain percentage proceeds that will be donated to the Phoenix children's hospital. Um, which is amazing. I've been able to raise over $800 so far with the shop to that hospital. Um, I absolutely love it. Being able to give back to the community is amazing. So yeah, any purchase just kind of goes towards that every month. So it's wonderful. Thank you so much, Kristen. You know, you're doing an amazing yeah. job. I think you're going to be a, a great nurse. Thank you for everything that you do on your Instagram and just everything you do for, for everybody out there. Hope you have yeah, a great day. Thank you so much. You too.